Hello and welcome to Beautiful Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Miss Paris, and I want to thank you for listening. And I also want to give thanks to those who leave me messages in my inbox. I appreciate you very much because it is rewarding and to know that I am impacting you in some way it, it motivates me to do more episodes um, so I thank you all I really do appreciate all of you and God bless you so once again thank you thank you thank you thank you so what I want to talk about is well as you saw the name of the title which is you are safe in the will of God and I say that because you are <laughs> I am a witness. Um, when you surrender to the will of God, you don't have to worry when you surrender to the will of God. You don't have to worry. The problem is, is that surrendering to the will of God requires us to do things that we are not familiar with. It requires us to live a life that we have never lived, to make changes, to break away from old behaviors. It requires us to give up our coping mechanism. You know, the drinking, the weed, the, you know, men, those toxic relationships, the things that we use to numb us, to keep us from having to dealing, keeping, I'm sorry, to keep us from dealing with the things within that we don't want to face because in order to deal with those things, we do need a season of just ourselves and God. That's the healing journey. And what I'm learning is humans become afraid when they don't know the unfamiliar. That's why we have comfort zones. We get into the will of God and God starts to do some great things in our lives. Um, and then he take us through that season where we start feeling those withdrawals. Our flesh wants to be pacified, pacified with the weed, pacified with the liquor, with the toxic relationship because that is what we have trained our flesh to do when we were out in the world and we didn't really know God like that. That is how we dealt with our pain. That's how we numbed ourselves from what we felt. But when you get inside of the will of God, God tells you to put that stuff away. So where is the next dopamine high going to come from, Lord? How am I going to function without all of this? How am I going to live, survive? It hurts to be sober. And you're telling me to give this up? And that's where it gets weary. That's where it gets, the flesh starts taking you through with jaws. It's the same thing. Like when I had to let go of my coping mechanism. You know, the weed, the liquor, the, um, the cigarettes, the toxic relationship, the toxic behavior. It was it was uncomfortable because I didn't understand the familiar. 
and my coping mechanism is what numbed me. It kept me going day by day. But I had to learn to trust God. And I was hungry for change. I was hungry for a better life. And that is when a person gets through that season when you're hungry for God's love, when you're hungry for the blessings and promises of God and you've been out in the world and you realize, you know what? There is absolutely nothing out here but pain, drama, chaos. And you get tired when life wears you out and you have no other choice but to fall on your face and give your life to God and when you know he's been knocking on the doors of your heart that's when you really to really surrender but sometimes people will surrender to God for their own motive not for him and that's why it gets weary that's why it gets to a place where you can't deal with the withdrawal of your flesh, you're not willing to allow the old part of you to die so God can introduce you to the you that he has created you to be before life took a hold of you. The you that he has created you to be before you were traumatized and wounded and deceived with knowledge that is not of him, with knowledge that he didn't want you to have access to. Now you have to go through a season where you are unlearning some things so that you can relearn, have your mind renewed through his word. But the hardest season is the withdrawal. Because I remember when I was trying to stop smoking cigarettes, i do good for one day. Then... The second day, my flesh was on fire. And I don't know if anybody is familiar with this, but where I come from, we can buy cigarettes, um, singles, a cigarette for 50 cents. <laughs> and I'm, I am being so transparent to help you understand where I'm coming from with this withdrawal. And I would say, you know what, if I can just buy one cigarette and just get that high, get that dopamine high to shut my flesh up. Because literally, you can feel your flesh rising against you. You can feel the discomfort. You can feel it all. And you can't even sit and watch TV. You eat a meal. Oh, my goodness. And you just pacing back and forth. Your, it, it can cause you to be nervous. You can't sleep good. And if I didn't have any change, I would tear my house apart looking for 50 cents because I used to live right close to somebody who would sell a cigarette for 50 cents. And all I had to do was walk, was walk out of my door and go get a loose, that's what we called them, loose squares. We didn't buy them by the box, so I, was, I thought I was trying to be smart and not buy them by the box so I said when my flesh start to rise up against me I can just go buy a cigarette so it may be two days three days and then all of a sudden my flesh rising up just let me go buy a cigarette but that wasn't helping because I was still feeding my flesh I was pestifying my flesh every time it got noisy 
and those with jobs can be very uncomfortable. And God was leading me on a path to be sober, sober-minded. Then I had to let go of marijuana. I had to stop drinking. So I know what it feels like to go through withdrawals. <laughs> but God is so gentle. He was dealing with me layer by layer. Because he understood <laughs> the withdrawal. But I was hungry enough. And I kept fighting. No matter how many times I fell, I got back up. And eventually, I can honestly sit here and say that it has almost been a year. I don't like the smell of cigarette, the smell of marijuana. I don't even like drinking because I don't like what it does to me. I don't miss it. And when I was doing that stuff, there was a time I thought there is no way I can ever be sober. But I am a witness when I surrendered to his will. And I said yes. And I went through that season. And I didn't get, and I didn't get weary and well-doing. I'm at peace. I'm sober-minded. I can eat without needing a cigarette. I can function. I can go around people and not needing a drink to fit in. Because I am content within myself. I am content in God. I have his peace. I've overcame the withdrawal. I have died to that part of me. The same thing with relationships. Being called a girlfriend. You know, many of us women, we will go to God and ask him for a husband. And all of our lives, we've been girlfriends. In our community, in our environment, that's what we were. We didn't too much care about marriages. We didn't understand the importance of marriage until we began to get older and realize, hey, I'm, I'm ready to sit down. But guess what? All of those years, we didn't learn anything. And when we go knock on God's kingdom asking for his son, he's going to have to take you through a season. You're going to have to surrender to his will. In his will, there is no girlfriend. In his will, there is no just sleeping around with random guys or having a boyfriend for two, five years, ten years. No, that's not the will of God. Because when you come in his will, he is going to have to renew your mind. Now you want to learn how to be a wife. The Bible says, he that findeth a wife. Meaning you are already a wife when you are found. So that was confusing. I'm like, well, don't you have to go through the process of getting married? But my mentor explained it. And she said, it's the mindset. When your husband finds you, you're thinking like a wife. You reason like a wife. You make decisions like a wife. You take care of yourself like a wife. There's certain things that wives do that girlfriends don't do. Girlfriends do that wives don't do. It's the mindset. So God have to unlearn you from the mindset of a girlfriend and he have to relearn. You have to relearn through his word what a wife really is. So you have to go through a season of learning how to be a wife. Learning what submissiveness is. Learning how to carry yourself. Learning God's perspective on what sex really means. 
and what it really looked like and why he why he told told us to wait until we're married you have to change your mind and your belief system you have to take the taste out of your mouth for the things that you once desired that was not the will of God you have to become unattractive to the things of the world in order to want the things of the kingdom yeah, you may look at the kingdom things and say, "Ooh, that looks good," but are you willing? Are you willing to go through those seasons of withdrawal, where God began to deal with you layer by layer, stripping you of the old ways, so He can give you a new way of viewing things, a new perspective, a new understanding, a new revelation? changing your heart because whatever is in your heart is your belief system so if you a girlfriend if you only un- only understand girlfriend behavior and god send you a husband you are going to do things that girlfriends only do you're not a wife but when you are in the will of god and you allow God to mold you and groom you for the things that you are asking for so that he can position you to be found by your man of God. Then you don't have to worry. When you go through that, that season of discomfort, when you have moments of loneliness and you're putting your trust in God and you know that God would not leave you nor forsaken you and you know he's working on you and you're hungry you don't have to worry about being in toxic relationship no more and wondering if you're being seated on wondering if the guy that you're with is going to bring something back to you and that's vice versa men and women but of course i always speak to my sisters that's why i say that you are safe in the will of god Yes, there'll be some hard times where you're feeling lonely and you feeling some type of, type of way. And my mentor brought something up that helped me during my single journey because before I even got a mentor, before I even got close with God, I couldn't be, it was hard for me to be single. I always found myself in relationships. Because I couldn't bear the loneliness. I couldn't bear being by myself. I go to God, I surrender, but then I couldn't. And one thing she always made clear is that when you're single, you have to spend a lot of time. All that time that you're putting into a toxic relationship and you giving to these guys, you have to equal that to the time that you give to God. You have to stay busy in your walk with God. You have to constantly keep praying. You have to constantly keep talking to God. You have to constantly stay in your word, incorporate fasting. It requires work. Faith is dead without work. When you don't, when you surrender to the will of God, and you don't do anything, you just saying God. You confessing Him and letting people know you love Him, but you're not living that life. You're not about that Christian life. You're leaving space open. So the enemy can constantly keep coming and whispering in your ear, and you don't have the word to back up those lies. You don't have the word in you to remind yourself, hey, this is not me no more. So you have to do your part 
when you are operating in the will of God. But it is faith in the will of God. When you finally get it, and God give you that revelation, and he starts to change your mind and your heart, and fulfill, give you the fulfillment that you need, and you start to experience his peace, you will see how safe you are. You will be able to look at relationships and say, Oh, Lord, I am so glad that you have delivered me from that. Because that's how I feel. When he delivered me from my coping mechanisms, cigarettes and weed and all of that stuff, I say, thank you, Lord. I can wake up and don't need a cigarette. I can wake up and don't need to roll up a blunt. I've never thought I'd get to this point. And you will have people who will sit and look at you and say, how do you, because they don't understand another route. They don't know that there's another way. And that's God. He say, I am the only way. He, he is the only truth. But when we, when we were born into this world, we were born into a lie. We were born into deception. We, we have, we, you know, we, the thing that our parents knew it was domesticated on us. And it kept going. The same knowledge kept going. And it got us nowhere. Until somebody gave their lives to God. Surrendered to his will. Got into his word. Got them to multitudes of counselors. Started learning. Started getting information. And they realized there is another route to life. It is impossible for me to be sober. I'm sorry, not <laughs> impossible, but it is possible for me to be sober. It is possible for me to be abstinent until marriage. It is possible for me to have peace. I don't have to live with anger. I don't have to be out here and getting into a relationship where men are not going to honor me. I don't have to be a girlfriend. I don't have to be a side chick. But when you're in the will of God, you can be a wife. You can have peace. God will give you back your value. He will give you back your virtue. His love will give you the fulfillment for all of your void and your wounds. He will hold your hand through that journey when you're dealing with the withdrawal and the discomfort of coming out of an old way, a way that you've only known your whole life. Because you only start in your environment. You only start in your community. You would never talk. So make sure you surrender to the will of God because that is where you stay at. He will protect you. He will provide for you. Everything that you need, you will have. Even if it feels like things are going bad. He's still there. The Bible says he will never leave you nor forsake you. He is, with, he is with you wherever you are. The Bible says he did not come to bring you harm. He loves you more than you can imagine, and I'm learning that. He wants more for you than you want for yourself. But he's not going to give you things that he knows you're going to sabotage because you hadn't changed your mind yet. You haven't had your heart changed in regard to what you're asking for. You have to come in agreement in what his word said. You have to learn the perspective of God on the things that you're asking for. 
you have to come out of agreement with the thing that you've only known and trust God. You have to trust him even if you don't understand. You have to trust him even when it's uncomfortable. So just know you are safe in the will of God. You are safe. In the world, there's a peace that you have to give up your mind, your will, and your emotion for. But God said he had a peace for you that is nothing like like the world. It is nothing like the world. There's a different type of peace. There's a different type of peace. In order to get peace in the world, when you choose not to follow God, you got to smoke. You got to get high. You got to find something that's going to give you that dopamine high. But you're dying inside. You're tormented. You're not feeling the beauty of life. But when you get in the presence of God and you surrender to his will, you are safe. You are at peace. You feel his love. You feel his presence. So surrender to the will of God. Surrender to the love of God. Surrender to love because he is love. But I hope this message really encourages you to speak after him because he has everything that you need. So thank you for listening to Beautiful Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Miss Paris, and I definitely will be back with more. Bye-bye.